Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement is always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, we are... Uh, we're all about saving money, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. That our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. So how do you do that if I take a sip of coffee? Uh, what, what you'd simply do is, is you, you put away money in your savings plan. Uh, your company savings plan, put away 10% plus the company match. In your 401k, something like 403b or 457, the different type of company plans, and just take advantage of that. Then, no matter what uh, you know uh, adversities in life hit you, if you keep putting away every paycheck, you're going to continue to build up wealth. And, and what we try to do is make this as idiot proof as possible. And this is this is the way to do it. I mean, I could come on and say, look, if you if you send us a check at Max Out Savings, but we'll open an account for you at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, we'll manage the money for you. You, you send us ten percent of your paycheck every 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 paycheck. You know, but but I, I just I I I I think it's it's much harder to do that it, it, uh, for a couple reasons. Okay, number one, if you do it with your savings plan, if you're at the company, they'll oftentimes match it. So so if you put in in some cases four percent, they'll give you four percent. Uh, so if you put in ten percent, you end up with fourteen percent. Uh, some cases it's as high as seven percent. There's profit sharing, other types of programs you can get. You know, we can't offer that. But the other real important thing is I know if, if someone asks to send a check, uh, they'll do it for a while and something will come up. They'll need a car. They'll have a medical issue, whatever. They'll quit, they'll quit doing it, and then they'll forget about it, and they're going to start up in the next month, and then they forget six months, a year later, and their savings is off track. Now, I get you, you can, we do have some people that actually just wire in uh, the ACH this money, uh, you know, once or twice a month. But, 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 but I, I really, it, this, this is the way people build up wealth. This is a way a person that rises up in the company is not the CEO or, or the president of the company, but, but a person that can rise up in the company and become a multimillionaire. Look, the truth of the matter, if you're going to end up being a CEO of a big company, you don't even need to put away a dime. They're going to come up with so many programs, you're going to get rich. But, but for most people, uh, this is the way to do it. And, and, and so, so, so we want you to sit there and, and do it. Uh, you know, there's other ways to make money, and, and you can also utilize those as well. But, but stick with this. This is your fallback program, and this is what's going to get you where you need to be no matter what happens. And with, the other, with other monies, you can invest in real estate, private equity. You can do all types of other things with it. But, but for your core investments, you aggressively save the money, and then, and then you put in conservative investments. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. That's why we always start to show about it. We, we started the show. We called it the, the Max Out Savings Show because it, back in 2006, 2006, I think it was the end of 2006, 2007, uh, we, we uh, the savings rate was close to zero in the United States. It was a disaster. If you look at the, you know, some other parts of the world, the the, the Chinese at the time, I think they were saving like 10, 15 percent of their their save, their money. Uh, many other cultures have very good savings rates. Uh, the, Corporate 
people, the oil company people, have very good savings culture. And so you want to take advantage of that yourself. Anyway, those are some ideas. All right, here we are. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're into June now, and, and this has been one of the roughest starts to a year in a long time. I mean, this is, this is a very tough market. Uh, hopefully, you've listened to some of the you know, suggestions we have about conservatively investing the money, having cash on the sidelines, uh, short-term bonds, worried about inflation, and, and you're, you're doing pretty well. I mean, the market's recovered some, and what, what, what numbers are we looking at? Uh, you know, right now, uh, the market's actually done, had a nice little rally the last couple of days, and, and the S&P 500 is still off 18, almost 18.5%. The NASDAQ is still off uh, 26 27% year-to-date. I mean, these are big numbers. And so if you weren't in the right things, if you weren't very targeted things, it's been a pretty tough year. I mean, this is why we say save aggressively and then conservatively invest the money. And so what's going on here? And I want to talk about some of these things. Look, you know, to under, so understand where we are. I, a, a couple things have been. Why, why did we have this? Why did we have just a complete disaster in the market? Was it the stock? It was bonds. Bonds are down. Uh, 80, uh, you know, but many bond funds are down 10, 12, 13 uh, percent. This has been across the board. Uh, and, and so, I mean, it, 15 trillion dollars worth of, of stocks and bonds have been. Have, have been lost globally. This is the biggest loss in uh, losses uh, monetary wise in, in history. So uh, what's going on here? But it wasn't just there. But under, understand, the bonds have just had the biggest losses since 1920 on a percentage wise basis. And uh, you know, it, it, it's been, a, which is kind of shocking because we've gone through a number of different inflationary things. But this has been a huge surge up in interest rates. You know, we, we started the year at, uh, at uh, pulling the 10-year up just because it's the easiest one to look at. Let's see. Okay, 10-year bond. The 10-year bond was started at, at uh, out at uh, 1.5 percent, uh, actually a little less than that, about 1.5 uh, percent, 1.55. It's at 2.3. It went as high as it doubled. The yield doubled. And then mortgage rates went over 6% the last couple of weeks. And they were closer to 3.5% a year ago. These are big moves. I mean, again, the biggest drawdown in bonds since 1920. And, uh, and so this, is, this has really been a huge shock. And so what's going many people have lost a lot of money in these markets. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate. Uh, but uh, – it, 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 I, I think it's because we, we you know, we, we tried to anticipate this, and I think we did a pretty good job of it, but it, it, we talked about it on the show. But, but what we've had inflation. Inflation has come back. If we look at it, you know, the, the, we've spent about $2.5 trillion over the last couple of years in, in additional uh, spending for, 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 the, for the COVID, coronavirus. And uh, this was expensive. The Federal Reserve Basically, it do- almost doubled their 80% increase in their in their uh, their fa- uh, their balance sheet, uh, up to up to eight or nine million uh, nine trillion from from closer to four. The the, the ECB uh, kind of the same thing. Actually, I was just looking at that. The ECB's balance sheet jumped up as well. It, 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 they poured huge amounts of money into the system, massive amounts of of government spend. And this time they had they, they put a lot of it into people's hands. This caused inflation. Hey, keep in mind, uh, our deficits have, have skyrocketed. Uh, massive deficit spending has, has happened. And, and now the money is pouring into the system. And, uh, and what we're seeing is, is, is we're seeing inflation. This is what we talked about. This is we warned you about inflation. Nobody thought inflation was possible. But if you studied economic history, particularly in the 70s, you would, you would see it, it's very possible. And uh, it, 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 there was a new theory out there called modern monetary theory put out by Harvard University, Stephanie Kelton, and adopted by the Democrats. And if you control your currency, if you're a global reserve, you can actually spend as much money as you want and do huge deficit spending, and there really is no effect. Uh, but it, it, their strategy was if inflation came back, you would just raise taxes and it would go away. I, I think they're trying a derivative of that. They're trying to collapse the commodity market and it's just going to go away. But 
the situation is, is this inflation is working through the system. What nobody understood in the whole deal, I think they understood there was going to be some more inflation. But what they didn't understand was, is we haven't had any inflation for the last 20 years or 25 years. Inflation's actually been dropping since the 80s, but the last 25 years, it's really been dropping. They could, people could, why won't inflation go above 2%? Well, it, it was real simple. A couple big things. We became much more efficient. Okay, we were, our factories were able to produce more. Our, distri- our distribution became very good. I can remember the old years ago. You could go out into 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 the uh, to get different types of vegetables and things. You could get them cheaper in the country, and, and they'd be fresh than in the city. You could, nowadays you can get them at HEB as cheap as you can at, at the farm almost, uh, and they're, they're pretty fresh. Uh, factories, you know, factories, inflation was going, wages were expensive in the United States, but corporate America realized that, hey, we can just move the factory, close it down, move the factory to China, cut prices, and in, 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 in the Chinese, and in, in, in we can, our, our margins will go up and, and, and things will be cheaper. And, and so, so, so prices kept falling because, you know, again, if you can replace workers making, you know, $15, $20 an hour with Chinese workers making four or five dollars an hour, that's a huge labor arbitrage in China. So they were able to do that. So the factories left the United States. Economic growth slowed down. You know, it probably dropped about, if you, you know, it's interesting. There's research out there. Too, and some of them are over one and a half, over two percent on years of GDP we lost because we were so busy shipping all our plants over to China. You know, and the Chinese, I mean, the Chinese, anything you say about the Chinese, one thing you can say is they're not stupid. I mean, <laughs> can't say that about the, the United States. And, uh, but, you know, they play, the, you know, they play the, the, the game, the long ball to win, the long game to win. And, and, and so, you know, they started copying us and they started getting more efficient and they're competing against us. So all these so prices were coming down. The, the factories left the United States. The factories, you know, things got cheaper. Our distribution system, distant-time distribution, you know, they, they were making cars. You know, they, they'd make, they, they would make cars, and, you know, they'd get the engines would come in from one factory, the transmission from another factory, the paint from another factory. Well, they, they'd be building the fact that cars, they'd run out of supplies, you know, probably, you know, they'd have a day's worth of supplies at the end of the day. Well, that night... Uh, you know, they run these factories 24 hours a day, but that night the trains would come in. They'd unload right there at the factory all the all the, the inventory to build the cars the next day. And then you kept repeating the same thing. It was called just-in-time inventory. It was great. You didn't need to carry any inventory. So if you did need inventory, okay, that, mean, that means you needed less working capital, which means your return on capital was much higher in corporate America. And so, you know, the CEOs, they're, they're mostly looking all at the finances, and I'm like, this is fantastic. We're shipping the, the, the factories overseas, and we're using just-in-time factors over here. We, don't, we, can, we can cut get rid of our warehouses and sell them. Our return on equity goes up. And then we're very super efficient capital-wise. So, you know, capital is just money. You know, your, your working capital is, 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 is your inventories. It's your accounts payable, those type of things, minus accounts receivables. Uh, it, it, but it, it's your cash on hand. It, it, and so you really didn't need that much cash because you were just paying everybody once a day, you know, for the stuff that came in. Incredibly efficient, incredibly profitable for corporate America, and the prices went down. It was all great, but the problem is this is all reversing. There's shortages. Everything. If you try to buy anything nowadays, there's shortage because they can't get they can't get the products. They can't. It's not they can't get the product. They can't get the motor. They can't get the semiconductors for the chips. They can't get a special controller. Maybe they can't get a gear, uh, you know, that comes from China or whatever. Some piece of equipment is missing, and they can't make the equipment. I was just trying to buy a, uh, a utility vehicle this last couple of weeks. You know, I finally talked to a guy. He's like, "Ted, look, you might not get this till next year," and uh, it, I'm like, uh, "Because they can't get the parts and stuff." And so, but this is everywhere. It's 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 you know, little utility vehicles. It's washing machines. It's automobiles. It, it, it's everywhere. It's jet planes. And so that's causing the price of everything to go up. So we no longer have a super efficient world anymore. Okay, 
the more efficient we got, the, the more deflation or the more inefficient the more inflation. Saving show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. Uh, we'll, we'll be happy to answer your questions. So we're talking about the, the world is going – we are we, 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 Due to the efficiency of the world of globalization, you could make you didn't have to make the product in the United States. You could make it overseas for half the price, and the price of everything went down. In addition, the supply chains got very efficient. The planes would come in from China. You know, there'd be boats coming across the you know the, the big container ships. There'd be uh, jet, uh, jet planes full of uh, full of uh, semiconductor and, sh- and ships and all types of other things. Maybe Japanese uh, sushi flying in in from Asia you know, uh, 24 hours a day, and it was just all fantastic. Deflation was everywhere. Well, look, that's now reversing. Look, even in China, China doesn't have enough workers. Their wages are going up. It's getting more expensive. China is now an unreliable uh, supplier. We could look. We could be at war with China next week. I mean, if they invade Taiwan, that's what it is. Uh, and, and, and all the American companies are going to have to immediately pull out of China. That's the, the – okay. So, so, so what this has done is it's it, it, it's made the, the globalization, the supply chains, it's all reversing. That's a, in addition to the other thing, to the massive amounts of spending and deficit spending. The, these these big trends, which are not, were once deflationary, are now inflationary. And this is why we're seeing the rising rates, and this is why it's going to be much harder to control inflation than you think. Is inflation going to go down some? Yeah. But is it going to go down to zero or 2%? It's going to be a while. So let's take a quick phone call. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. 
just wanted to tell you that under construction, there's a statewide shortage of concrete. All my projects, everybody's projects are on uh, serious allocation. And uh, the, we make concrete here. It's not a import thing, but uh, Texas uh, doesn't have any concrete. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, that, that, that's, it's just really fascinating. So, so you're still, even now, you're still on allocations. Yeah, I, I've had uh, have a project in Dallas and one here in Houston, and for the last week, every, there's no concrete. Everything, they, uh, they cancel any pours that might be scheduled. It's, it's a serious issue uh, uh, for construction. Wow. Nope. Yeah, I mean, that's just... Anyway, it, it's, that's it's really, all I wanted to tell you. Thanks. Yeah, that, that, that's good. I appreciate that. You know, that's good information. But that's what we're dealing with is just like... Now, who would have thought concrete? It's just like it, it's concrete. It's semiconductor chips. It, it's you know the, the steering box for a, for a, an automobile. It, it, it's just all types of things like this. So this in a, in a much more inefficient world, uh, your, your costs go up, and this is why we're seeing this inflation is going to be stickier. Than people realize. In addition, we have wage inflation and wage push because people go, look. I mean, everything I eat, I go to the store, I, I go to McDonald's and get two Big Mac meals, and it's like fifteen dollars. I'm like, what happened? Uh, you know, actually sixteen. I'm sorry, sixteen fifty. But uh, it, it, it's it, it, it's it, it's it's incredible. And, and so this is going to be much stickier. So here we are, kind of at a juncture where is. Is inflation going down? Oil prices went down some. Uh, we, we've had a big drop in wheat prices and other commodities were hit very hard this week. Just to give you some some numbers, uh, wheat was down nine and a half percent, seven point eight percent on corn. Uh, the uh, oil was down. Uh, I don't have that number right there. Oil was down as well, and uh, and so many commodities fell across the board. Copper copper was down six point eight percent. It, 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 and so, we pull up oil to be TI. Oil was down. Uh, that was down as well. Uh, actually, last week it fell, so it's down to 107. Uh, Nat gas was down about 6.3 percent this week, uh, and it's down 35 percent off the top. And 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 so, so these prices are falling. But but we, that doesn't solve the supply chain issues. Still, it doesn't so, solve the the, the wage uh, price inflation, and it doesn't solve solve the Ukrainian thing. A fascinating look. Natural gas prices are at six thirty one. Uh, they were as high as nine sixty six. They're down thirty five percent. You go well. This is great. What happened? Well, there was a, there was a, an explosion in the pipe rack, which is kind of unusual, by the way, uh, down in, in the LNG facility. Uh, uh, down in in uh, in Freeport, and so they had to shut the plant down for 90 days. Now, again, there's some rumors of of, of let's just say how that happened or who might have done that, but you know because it, it's crippled exports, LNG exports to Europe, and there's rumors that next week the the Russians might further cut LNG uh, cut natural gas exports to, to 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 Europe. I mean, this thing is is is. I mean, they, they, you know, Joe Biden is engaged in regime change to get rid of Putin in 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 Russia, and it's a very dangerous game they're playing. And you know, you hope this doesn't further spread. But 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 so but when we lost the LNG plant in uh in in Freeport, this this has hurt exports in into into Europe, which puts further pressure on the Europeans to settle with the Russians. Now. In fairness, it's been good for the American people because the gas price dropped 35%, so it's money in their pockets since we're giving all our gas to the Europeans so we can sit there and help the Ukrainians who basically have already lost the war, but it's kind of irrelevant because it's about regime change. But but, but that's that, that shows you the, the type of world we're in right now. It, 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 and by, by the way, I'm hearing that, that they're, they're saying 90 days. I think that plant's going to be completed quicker because I'm suspecting if I needed anything to get that plant started, it would be there very quickly ahead of everything out there. Uh, so uh, there'll be no concrete shortage, so to speak, or any other type of semiconductor shortage when it comes to getting that plant fixed. So it, it's probably on the, the uh, on a priority uh, thing, but uh, which which once it restarts, it's going to push gas prices up. So. 
all of these things are happening. Uh, so, so the question is, is look, is this the end of the commodity bubble and all these things that go down? If, if you look at oil, oil's at 106. If you go out and look out a spread, uh, I, you can hedge out oil futures out to September of 23, almost a year, oh, oh, year and a, at up to $87, $88 a barrel. At $88, these guys all make money, and uh, everybody's happy. Uh, there's a real shortage of oil. There's a shortage of oil projects. Uh, you're just trying to get your project done. It, it, you're like everybody else. I mean, uh, you know, we complain about not being able to get an automobile or a washing machine. Well, the oil companies are like, well, I'd like another oil rig. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll deliver that in 24. And then, oh, I've got one here. I'll, you know, we've got this one. We just freed up. We'll, we'll, we'll sell it to you. And then you go, yeah, okay, we need some workers. It's like, yeah, we don't have any workers. Uh, we can't hire anybody, boss. I mean, it's like that's what your everything is like that. So we're not seeing this huge drop. Are we going to see a slowdown? Yes. What the, what the Fed is trying to do is the Fed has raised interest rates. They raised them three-quarters of a point in the Fed funds about a week or so back. They're trying, and they're trying, and they're, they're going to get tough. They're the new Paul Volcker. Paul, uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, – Jerome Powell's the new Paul Volcker. It's, he's taken inter, uh, the Fed funds up to about 1.55%. Well, Paul Volcker took the Fed funds to 20%. So he's not even close. But what, what, the reason I say that is, is they're trying to, they're trying to act really tough, say we're really serious. And what they want to do is they want corporate America to sit there and start pulling back and, and cutting projects or doing what they can to try to slow the economy. They want people scared. They push the, 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 the mortgage rates up to about 6% on housing. That, that Housing is definitely going to slow. But other parts of the economy, they're trying to talk it all down. We'll see. You understand, that inflation started out in the 70s, early 70s. It took off oil embargo. Remember the oil embargo? Very similar to the Russia situation today. It took them two and a half years to get it to slow down, and then it, went, it took off again. And so let me, here's the numbers right here. Let me just pull them up here so we, we, can, we need to understand what inflation is. So that oil embargo hit in 73. It, 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 prices were already going up around 5%. I, I want to say it was October. So, so then it went, to, went from 5 to 7%, 7, 7, 8. And then in 74, it, it was around 10, 12%. And then and in, in 75, it, it, it still was, was, was 7% into the end of the year. And then it went to 5%. And even then, it, 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 it still say in 75, they had low inflation at 5% in 70, 70, 76 and 77 it went up to 6%, and then it started up again. They couldn't get inflation under control and it, because people kept going, oh, my God, inflation, we need to spin. We need to get ahead of it. We need to buy things. It's very hard to control inflation. So is inflation going to slow some? Yeah. This is all, they're trying to create a narrative, the Federal Reserve, the media, that, hey, inflation's going down. Look, we've got an election coming up in November. And, and and so they're going to do everything they can. Uh, you know, I, I, I still I, – I, I don't see how they'll even hold the election. They're going to have to do some of it. I'm sure I, – I mean, I hate to say this, but I'm convinced there'll be some type of national emergency, mail-in ballots or something, because I don't see how the Democrats will ever give up power. I, I really don't. Uh, and, and But but so what we're – so the question is, is the inflation going over? We think it's still going to be there for a while. They still have to get the factories back to the United States. That's inflationary. These supply chains are going to take a year or two more. That's going to be inflationary. Uh, the, the, the shortage of oil is going to take time. The, 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 the grains, uh, I think you can probably buy the, the grain complexes right here because it, keep in mind the farmers, the biggest expense is diesel fuel, fertilizer, and those things have skyrocketed on them. So, so they're, they, and, they're, and since fertilizer has tripled in many cases around the world, they're not putting it. Uh, the normal response to higher prices is to go plant more fertilizer, to, go, to put on more fertilizer because it's kind of the easiest way to get more production. But if, if the price triples, it makes it a little tougher decision. So, so we're not seeing it. We think it continues, and, and, and so this is something that we're going to continue to watch going forward. Uh, the oil stocks have sold off the commodity stocks. I think you watch it here, let them come back. I think it'll get you an opportunity to get back into some of them. Uh, I, I think the next couple of weeks, we're, look, 
earnings season is coming up here in, in two or three weeks, that you're going to start seeing the, some warnings ahead of time that, hey, look, we're not making our numbers. Uh, Federal Express's numbers came out, and, 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 and their revenues were under what they thought, but, the, but they're raising prices 10%, 20% in some cases for stuff. So they're aggressively raising prices uh, out there. And, uh, it, 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 and so I think this is going to continue to go on. Uh, it, it, and we're going to kind of cycle through this situation, uh, it, it, and so this is something we want to watch. I, the, the markets, I, th- I think we've got we got a recovery in the markets. We'll see how long it lasts. Here's the, this is the thing. If you look, we said uh, last week on the Max Out Savings Show, we said, look, I, I, our sense was the financial system in the last couple of weeks is, is destabilizing. It, 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 the question is, how much is it? It, it seems to be unstable. Uh, you know, looking at it, we, we, there was an emergency meeting uh, earlier this week with the ECB. They met in an emergency meeting. Nothing happened. They didn't say anything, although Deutsche Bank sold off 10 percent uh, 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 on Thursday. So something's clearly going on. Uh, there, there's rumors of, of some massive shorts over in, in, against the Japanese yen on the level of trying to break the pound. Uh, if, 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 the, if, the, if the Japanese need to raise rates to move interest rates up, that to, to, to stabilize the pound, that could further drain liquidity in the stock markets. So we're watching that. But the question is, what's going on in Europe? The, the, the most recent PPI number was 35 percent. Uh, excuse me, 33 percent PPI number. I mean, the, the, Prices are skyrocketing in Europe. They're cut off from oil and gas. They're come up, cut off from a lot of different commodities from the Russians, uh, and they're in trouble. And, and so the question is, is where? look, there are some people in trouble out there. There are some people that are blown up. It's being swept under the rug, and the question is, how does it happen? Now, maybe the decision last week or this week or last week was sometime this week was look we're going to stabilize the market we you know maybe the crisis is here and we're not seeing it but 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 as we said earlier in the show understand that the bond market has had the biggest drop since 1920 on a percentage wise you know in 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 a short time you know uh, six six nine months this has been a big drop rates have moved up around the world and it's it's causing the system to destabilize so this is what we're watching very closely uh, and, and we're going to kind of see what happens. But but I, I, I do think an interesting thing is the bond market is not coming back like the stock market. The stock market's had a nice little rally the last couple of days. The, the bond market's not jumping up as much. And, and, and so we'll, we'll have to see where this goes. Uh, the drop in commodity prices put a lot of pressure on the, on, on the, the junk bond market. And so we're watching that. Now, so what do you do? Look, there are some opportunities out there, it, 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 and, and what I want to do is, is, is kind of just touch base on some of this. So, so look, the Fed funds, as we talked about, is up three quarters percent. That's short-term money, up to one point five eight percent. Well, right now the two-year bond is in tre- the two-year Treasury bond, which is the, the safest bonds in the world, in the most liquid bonds in the world, are the United States Treasury market. And so that's bad. If you buy a one-year, two-year CD, you're locked in. You can't get out. If you're going to get out, you're going to lose half your interest and everything else. If you buy a treasury bond and you don't like it the next day, you know, if, if you've got a, you know, it, it, you should be able to get out. If, if Let's just say the rate stays the same. It should be very little cost for you to get out of there. If it was a bond, a municipal bond, it might cost one point, two points, two percent to get out. Uh, it, it's fractions of a percentages with, with treasuries. So they're, they're what's known as liquid and very liquid investments. The one-year U.S. Treasury is at 2.83%, which means you can get – that's as good as a CD, by the way. It, because, it, look, if the Treasury defaults, your banks are going to be in a lot worse shape than them. It, 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 and so uh, a, a 2.83% for a one-year Treasury bond. Uh, the two the two year treasury is at three point four three point zero four percent. So again, there are opportunities. We picked up some bonds for some people. Uh, they were you know, about a little over two years. We got four percent on, on what we felt investment grade, a good quality industrial bond. So there are some. If you don't want to take a lot of risk, there are those opportunities. Just to give you an example, that that two year bond. Just to pull it up here. Let me see here. 
The two-year yield at the beginning of the year was 0.75%. So there are opportunities in this market. We're going to talk some more about that if this doesn't break right here on the Max Out Stephen Show. Find the finest break make a home. Make a home. That's train flew out of Boston. This whole world passed him by. He said, I spent a lifetime running. Now's my time to try. I can't find someone old. My dreams are sure to die. Now I've begun. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town lake. Said this whole world's full of chances. And this is one I gotta take. And so we caught the land in Nashville. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070. We've got a call to the Max Out Savings Show. Ted? Hello. Well, yes, yes. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Okay, it's been ready. Uh, listen, uh, I've been thinking about bonds for a while, and uh, then you started talking about them, so I guess great minds think alike. I've noticed that I've been watching yeah. kind of bond prices, and they've fallen quite a bit, so that when I run my screener, then we're still going to, you know, internal rates of return up over 5%. I mean, they've just basically almost you know, doubled and basically tripled. So uh, I'm wondering now, it looks like maybe bond prices have fallen in general about as far as they have, and uh, I wonder what that means in terms of uh, what, what Powell might do. And uh, I'm also thinking that, Looks like lately I've got about 10 stocks, and, of course, I've been creamed since the first of the year like everybody else. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we've, we've, we've made some headway, you know, recovering some of the money we lost since the beginning of the year. You think uh, bond prices are going to lead stock prices or anything? Well, I think this will work out. Uh, 
I, I think stock prices are going to move ahead of bond prices, but but I tell you what, there's some real damage done in the bond market, and, and so I think that look that gives you some opportunity. So so if if you know if you like I said we, we looked at a, a, I think it's a four percent bond, uh, we'll probably try to find some more of those things uh, out there. Uh, and uh, it was a little over two years. We're thinking, you know, we're, look, we're happy to get that uh, with two years because we, we don't know what's going to happen, and this gives us a, a lot of optionality, uh, that, you know, with a good return. And, and so I do think there's there, there's some opportunity there. Uh, if it's something you think you're going to need quicker, I would go with the Treasury just because if you need to pull it out, uh, they, you know, they, there are markups in the bonds. We buy institutional-sized blocks. Typically, we'll take the whole block we see. And uh, so we can get a better deal, but but uh, but but the as, as I said, the treasuries trade like water, and, and I think there's some opportunities out there. I mean, that, that that's a good point. I, I think this is kind of where people that don't want to take a lot of risk look. You've not been able to get these returns, you know, for, for years, and, and they're there now. They're not fantastic returns, but they're ultra safe. Uh, re- returns and uh, you know, looking out uh, on, on just on the two-year, uh, the two years above. Right, actually, it's just above the, the peak, the peak in uh, in uh, 2018. It, back in in 2012, which is just its chart only goes back to there right now. You, you were looking at at a quarter, quarter, and now it's at three percent. So. That's not a bad place to be, and if inflation continues, it, you're going to get hurt some. But but I think I think you'll be able to, to, to you're going to get better opportunities and, and be ahead of everybody else because the longer term guys, as you point out, longer term bonds are just getting you know just creamed here. They're down you know twelve thirteen percent. We're seeing yeah, on some you, of these you, funds. You, you, yeah, you kind of have no hope there. But my ladder's pretty short, so I, I used to don't trade bonds. I used to you know sell, uh, hold them for two three year maturity. I was looking. I noticed you said something about uh, Deutsche Bank. I was looking at some Deutsche bonds that are going to mature in 2023, and uh, they're yielding up over 4%, and they're A-rated. Do you think – is there anything going on with I wouldn't that before, touch I, before I buy those bonds? I, look, look I, I wouldn't touch them. Look, there's clearly problems in Europe. I mean, clearly, uh, the, the euro's been falling uh, at 35%. Uh, 35% uh, PPI in Germany is, is, is a severe problem. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't go near. But I, what we're trying to do is, I think these manufacturing companies, I think, I, I think they're going to be around. They're going to ride through this, and, and, and things are coming back their way to the United States. Those are better. I'm always careful about financials because a financial balance sheet can destabilize very quickly. Now, Truthfully, if, if, if Deutsche Bank gets in trouble, in theory, the ECB will probably come in and bail them out. I suspect they're buying their bonds like crazy right now to stabilize it, so I would stay away from it. That's going to make me think. I mean, the dollar's appreciated so much against the euro and the yen that uh, it could be they're, they're going to be in real trouble over in Europe and probably Japan, too. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 look, uh, the, the financial system is is. The best thing you can say about it right now is it's it's somewhat unstable. That's not when you want to buy financials, financially. Yeah. If, if it's like if you're in the teeth of the crisis and, and, and they're moving quickly to try to stabilize it, maybe you, you move then. But I, what I find in a crisis is is you don't buy the stuff that's really in trouble. You buy the stuff that's been dragged down with it, and that, that's your better opportunity. Right, yeah. I mean, it's what I'm saying. Bond prices are falling substantially, and, uh, you know, and you, you buy when there's blood in the streets. Yeah, yeah, but I would uh, stay with no financials. I, like I said, I like the manufacturing sector a little better, uh, and, and, I, and I think it, it's just a better opportunity. Yeah, but stay stay domestic is what you want, huh? Yeah, right now, yeah. Emerging right. markets you can look at, too, because I think commodities are going to do well, but, but we're not in emerging markets yet. Okay, we'll watch for that too. We'll see. We'll see. It's pretty easy to see when the trends uh, uh, reverse themselves. You just have to get in there and uh, buy it. Yeah, yeah, but you got to get you got to get the right timing too. Yeah, right. Yeah, the timing. That's what I'm saying. You have to look at charts and see when things in general. But here's the point. I mean, even if you're off on the timing on the two year, you're still getting a pretty good return. You, you know, you're not going to get hurt that badly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at four or five percent yields to maturity here, and then go out to two years, and that's it. It's a good deal. We hadn't seen it like that for years. All right, well, Ted, thanks a lot. I'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, again, this is short term. Look, what we've tried to do. Short term. Okay, we've kept them in short term bonds, cash, 
uh, value plays, and it's worked out pretty well. And I, and I think I think you just want to be more conservative in investments. Tell you what, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We have a call. Corey? Order close, and so a lot of the investors will be rebalancing their portfolios. What has done worse in the you know in the last three months? Will people be selling stocks and buying bonds, or buying bonds and selling stocks? Wow, that's a tough question. I, I can tell you, if you ask me that question any time in the last, you know, twenty years, I will, I'll give you a quick answer. Uh, look, I mean, they're both down. The 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 the, the bond market is is down pretty substantially. Uh, in theory, they they've lost more money in stocks, so the rebalance out of out of bonds into stocks because it's been a bigger drop. But what's unusual, very unusual about this decline is the stock and bond market have all fall, and the treasury markets have all fallen at the same time. And typically, when you get a crisis, the, the treasury, you know, treasury bonds plunge or yields plunge and they go up in value. That's not the case right now. And, and so there's there's a lot of damage done uh, pretty much across the board in, in this market. So I would say it's it's going to be. They're going to be selling bonds and buying stocks into the quarter, rebalancing. But it's a good, good, and this is the big thing. And the other thing that's going to happen that we're not sure of is keep in mind, we're coming in, and a lot of people are going to look at their statements for the quarter and see their returns, and they're going to be pretty shocked how badly they've done this year. And, 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 and a lot of, of uh, well, I'm on some different endowment boards and things like that. And, 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 you know, so we're going to be looking at the numbers these people have done, and the numbers I'm seeing are just not good at all on people's performance out there. So uh, I, I think it's going to help the stock market near term, but after that, I think, it, I think, I think it's, going to, and I, it's going to hurt things. And, again, I think people are going to gravitate to these one, two-year bonds where just for safety with, with a pretty decent return is. And that's what I was kind of afraid of, that, you know, with the big rise in the market this last week, as they rebalance, stocks may go up you know, short term in the next couple of weeks, and that may give kind of a false impression that, you know, we're out of this mess. And Yeah, I, I'm just not seeing it yet. Uh, the way oil prices and commodity prices still this week, it almost looks like there's a deal with Russia. I'm not seeing it quite yet. Uh, the, the, the best way to get commodity prices and stabilize things is maybe a deal with Russia. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I, I think it's still a very tough situation. Okay, thank you. Good question. I know this is the, coming up to the quarter. It's going to be a lot of look at as, as we talked about earlier in the show, that, that we've lost about $15 trillion worth of assets. This is the biggest drop uh, in history. But more interestingly is – it's the biggest drop in percentage-wise in the bond market since 1920. So there's been a lot of damage in the bond market as well. And, and, and so this is, you know, this is why people for, forgot that you don't you, – you, when inflation comes, you don't want to own long-term bonds. And inflation happened so many years ago for so many people that they just completely missed it, and, which is surprising. But uh, and, and, and so I, you're, you're seeing – kind of selling of both classes in here. So something to think about. Uh, interesting, by the way, uh, Ken Griffin of Citadel, the big hedge fund manager, moved out of Chicago down to Florida uh, this week, announced it. And uh, Caterpillar has left Chicago or, or, or Illinois. Boeing has left Illinois. Caterpillar is going, I believe, to uh, uh, up near Dallas. Uh, Boeing is going to uh, uh, Arlington, Virginia, I believe. And uh, and other companies, Chevron is moving is moving more of their headquarters people down to Houston now, and we're really seeing a huge shift of people. They're moving to safer areas where they they perceive that the tax rates are lower. But I don't think it's just the tax rate. It's, it's the political climate is so is so anti anti uh, corporate anti wealth. It, it, it's the crime. Chicago's crime has spiraled completely out of control. New York, New York is crime is going. I mean, people are afraid to ride the subway or do anything. It's it's just become a terror zone, and, and people are moving out of these 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 places. Same thing with California. Uh, it's just uh, she, uh, California is so anti oil. Chevron's just throwing the towel in. They've been there for you know probably a hundred years, and and and, and it's it's. You're seeing that. And the other big trend you're seeing out there is there's more stories about people moving to – retirees moving to, to nicer climates where, where the, since you can communicate anywhere in workers. So places like Florida, 
Uh, Texas, same thing, low taxes, nice climate, although you've got to wonder in Houston. But, uh, you know, places like the, the, the mountains, uh, Colorado, New Mexico, it, it, people are moving where they feel safer. Where the, Before, people would move because of taxes. Now they're moving because, because the crime, they don't feel safe, and they don't feel safe holding their political beliefs. This is something the country's going to have to focus in on. Again, we just had this abortion uh, issue settled by the Supreme Court. Uh, it, you know, this is a tough issue for all sides, but the, what's really disappointing is to see corporate America swing into action like J.P. Morgan announced they're going to be flying their people all over the country to get abortions. And it's like, I just can't believe we're, we're actually going to be talking to J.P. Morgan. We're going to be, you know, trying to pull some family. We're going to, um, if I uh, talk, to, I got to talk to people. We're going to move some family money out of there because look, we just we don't we're not, you know, it, it's not it's against our Christian values. And you know, I understand maybe some of these companies want to do that, but to you know to jump on the table and start pounding the table that you're you're taking a massive stand at J.P. Morgan Chase, that that's you know they have no business being in this type of stuff, and 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 and, and so you're seeing a lot of that. Uh, it, 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 it's disconcerting. We're coming into an election that's going to be it's going to be one of the hardest fought elections. Uh, in U.S. history, I believe, and, and, and there's a real danger with this election, uh, and, and it's just uh, they, they've done, they really haven't done enough to try to secure the vote, uh, and I, I, I think I think we've got real problems coming up, and I think this is all going to continue to work. So I think you want to continue to be cautious. Look, I think we're going to get a rally in the markets in here, but you want to continue to kind of kind of manage your retirement for conservatism. For understanding that things could go wrong in different types of directions, it's a very unstable situation. And you know that doesn't mean sell everything and go to cash, but it does mean understand your risk and take hard look at your portfolio. By the way, if you need some help, go to our website maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment with me, and I'll sit down with you. We've been super busy. We we, we actually had to deal with some, some family issues this week, and uh, you know which you'll probably read about Sunday. Uh, also, my father-in-law, Carol Vance, but uh, but it, it's uh, it's it's we've been very busy. But I, you know, I'll be happy to sit down with you. But at a minimum, sign up for our free Max Out Savings report. It, you just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Okay, thank you. Uh, we, it, it's it's completely free report, and I will be happy to help you out. Uh, and, and, and try to get you going. But but the report is free. We write about a lot of these issues. I'm going to put out another one here pretty quickly because I think some real interesting things are happening in, 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 in Europe and in Japan that bear worth watching. And this, as we said, the financial system is not real stable right now. And that's when you get big moves and that's when you get problems. And they're trying to, they're trying to manage it and control it. So you've got to be a little more cautious and kind of peer through the fog and see where this is going. And, and we're not quite out of the woods yet. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show. Remember our motto and philosophy to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. We'll see you next week.